You're listening to Kyle Warren. You know, I will say this. Americans are inherently a peaceful people. They want to live peaceably with their neighbors. They want to live peaceably with the nations of the earth insofar as that is possible. They don't want to have a lot of confrontation and they certainly don't want to be divided. That being said, now President-elect Joe Biden is saying time to heal, time to turn the page. You know, that message would have a lot more impact if the Democrats hadn't done what they've done over the last four years. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you. And welcome as we race into and rocket into this Tuesday edition of the program. It is Tuesday, December the 15th, 2020, 10 days to Christmas, folks. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, we're looking forward to that. Everybody's looking forward to Everybody's looking forward to New Year's. Everybody's looking forward to 2021. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2021. I will say the same thing that I said at this time last year, and that was I thought 2020 was going to be a great year of opportunity. That 2020 was going to be a great year, uh, you know, for for people that, you know, we were going to there was going to be wonderful things that were going to happen. Little did we know what was waiting for us in 2020. But I'm not going to lose faith. And I'm going to say again, I believe 2021 is going to be full of opportunity right now. It still looks kind of bleak. It looks kind of bleak because. Joe Biden has now been certified. Essentially, the electors have met. They have cast their votes. December 14th has come and gone at this point. And we'll get into a couple of these things on the program today. But at this point, in terms of being able to fix the, the election fraud, um, in, order, in order to change the, re, the official results of the election, are pretty slim. Uh, pretty slim to none. I, that's just the way that it is. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, we've got to deal with what the reality is right now. Um, but it doesn't mean that we're down and out. It doesn't mean, folks, that America is going to is going to ultimately be defeated. It, it's, it doesn't mean that because we are not going to uh, simply stop participating. We're not going to simply stop caring. We're not going to simply stop uh, continuing to have uh, conservative voices heard. Because I think, for example, uh, the many tens of millions of people that voted for President Trump and thereby Trumpism and as a rejection of the uh, Biden machine as a rejection of the notion that the so-called Democrat socialists are 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 beginning to wield great, great influence uh, in the Democrat Party. Uh, and on it goes. The ideas of socialism, the ideas of more government control, the ideas uh, where your individualism is going to be squelched some more. You're going to be told what to do again and taxed again. Again, all these things are going to, con- yes, they're trying to bring all this to bear. And we have weathered these kinds of things before. 
and we're going to weather them again because we our republic will endure some way somehow now i'm saying this kind of in contrast to some of the things that biden was saying uh, earlier uh, with this notion that there's, uh, you know, the democracy prevailed and all these things. And he sort of went down a laundry list of all this stuff about how President Trump, you know, the, it was all rejected on the merits and he had his day in court and all these kinds of things. And quite frankly, folks, you know, I think so many, in fact, somebody just told me just the other day, and this echoes things that we hear all the time, and that is, hey, I mean, have they watched the videotapes of this? Have they seen that the signatures don't match? These ballots came out of nowhere. They stopped counting in the middle of the night, and on and on it goes. So the average person simply watching this all unfold can understand very quickly and sees very quickly that something went awry. Something ran amok on this, and um, obviously... Uh, going through the different channels of the courts and so on and so forth um, has not has not uh, has not borne any fruit. And there are different reasons for that. But still, we watch the videotapes. We hear the eyewitness testimony. We look at the sworn affidavits, all these things put together. We know something happened. Something happened. But the official happening uh is that, uh, well, it was all it was all adjudicated now and and all these kinds of things. And that's the old adage, folks, that history is written from the perspective of the victor in so many cases. Well, this is one of those times, unfortunately, where they were able to do this thing in these different states and in these key cities, it would appear. Um, but now it's getting to the point where if it's if you're not going to get a judge to hear it, if it's not going to be if you're not going to really have your day in court, um, then it's not going to it's not going to go forward. It's a terrible, terrible reality. But again, one of the things that we need to do, and I was talking about this last night with Captain Matt Bruce on his program, and I I gave the um, the analogy because, of course, uh, the captain is a is a, a, a combat veteran from Vietnam, and I said, well, Captain, you know, if you're in a combat situation, you can't fight the fight that you want to fight. You have to fight the fight that's there, the reality at that moment on the ground, whatever's happening in that fight. You've got to you've got to fight that fight. And he said, that's right. He says you adopt, adapt and overcome. Well, that's exactly what you do there. And he gave an, an even better analogy, I thought. And that was to fight the fires because he was also he's retired, retired fire captain. And to fight the fire, you, you don't you can't. The best place to fight the fire is from the inside of the building. But if you can't get in the building, you have to be able to fight the fire from the outside of the building. In other words, you have to adopt, adapt to the whole situation and overcome the fire. And you have to fight it essentially, in, you know, in the reality that it's giving you. And so that's where we're headed right now, folks. We're headed into this runoff election in Georgia. There's over 4,000, what I heard earlier today, 4,000 poll watchers that are going to be uh, deployed throughout Georgia. And I'll tell you this, we're lucky that this is this is uh, focused on to one state, uh, you know, the two Senate seats there, but focused on to one state. So it's not spread over uh, many states, for example, or even more than ones, just more than one state. So there's going to be so much light 
on this on this election. There's going to be so many eyes watching this. We know the tricks. We know exactly what they're up to. And unless there's some different funky thing that's going to happen, uh, hopefully we can be assured that this particular uh, election is going to be scrutinized, perhaps like none other in recent history. And uh, it will it will have a legit uh, uh, outcome uh, that everybody can say, regardless of which way it goes, you see. And that's the key. And that's where I started off in the intro today. The idea that the American people are essentially a peaceful people. They want to live peaceably with their neighbors, with people of different political persuasions in their community, whether they're Republicans, Democrats, independents, or nothing, whatever it might be. Americans have that inherent thing about them. And and, and I say this for, for, for this reason as well, because you got people some people who are saying, well, it's, it's time to have the revolution and all this kind of thing. Well, the good news is we had a revolution. We already had one back in 1776. Um, and the way that we are going to overcome in this case is by persevering. Um, the violence in the streets, that's Antifa. That's um, other groups, militant groups uh, that are violent. And we've seen all, all summer long. And guess who coddled them? Well, that's right. The Democrat Party officials spent most of their time trying to coddle them, basically. Uh, and it was not a pretty thing. But now, of course, we are going to overcome with the um, with the abilities that we have. We're going to be uh, vigilant. We're going to persevere. We're going to do all these things. And when we come out of this and we will come out of this at some point, we are going to be stronger. Biden is going to uh, get in there and it's not going to go well. I think, I think that these kinds of policies can only bring real disaster and the American people know so much better. Stay right there. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVETS highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. <laughs> Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. 
that smooth style, that effervescing attitude, and without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. worldwide. Merry Christmas from all of us at the Kyle Warren Show. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is, and thank you so much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner. Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and we're going to hear from Ron a little bit later on in the program today with a brand new Edwards Notebook. Hope you can stay tuned for that. And folks, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find me on Facebook, friend me on Facebook. And also, we're on Parlor now at Kyle Warren Show. The link is right there at kylewarrenshow.com. And we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there, folks. And uh, we have you to thank for that. The listeners out there, uh, folks who are subscribing to the program, we're, we're getting response from a lot of different states. Uh, and it's really, really amazing. We've got people in Texas, Florida, Colorado, uh, Michigan, um, also Massachusetts as well. And people checking out the podcast on Google Podcasts, also on Apple Podcasts as well, Podcast Republic, Spotify, just to name a few. You can go to any of those uh, services and find the show. You can also simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. And uh, you'll find links to all these different services that list the show. Uh, in some cases, you can subscribe through those uh, through those platforms as well. Uh, and you can also subscribe right there at kylewarrenshow.com. Just click on the big, beautiful subscribe button button and you've got some options uh there um and so once again folks thanks to everybody and if you uh if you are new here to the program and if you like what what we do here uh we sure do ask that you consider subscribing to the show and then sharing the uh, program on your social media whatever platform that may be and uh, you'll help to spread the word about the program a uh, quick program note i will be a guest later on this evening on the captain's america third watch radio program and that of course uh happens at 11:05 p.m pacific 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time, and you can simply go, again, to kylewarrenshow.com. There you can click on the links to listen live to AM860, The Answer. That's Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station there in Tampa, Florida, as the program goes out along the Salem Media Group of Stations and also along the GCN Network as well. The captain and I will have a complete wrap-up of all of the day's uh, political events uh, and, of course, the news that you may not be hearing in other places, but you need to be aware 
aware of as well. Uh, so we hope to see you there on the radio tonight. And thanks again for listening to this program. Um, okay, so now I mentioned in the uh, intro as well, this notion, this notion that uh, uh, now President-elect Biden is saying it's time to turn the page to unite to heal okay well those are wonderful sentiments and as i said i think americans inherently they don't want to live in a divided unhealed nation uh but here's the deal this message of healing from whomever would be talking about it uh from the democrat side um that message would have a much greater impact that message would mean so much more to all Americans if the Democrats had not simply gone berserk over the last four years. Okay, now I'm not talking about sour grapes. I'm not talking about not trying to be uh, helpful or understanding or any of those kinds of things. But for the last four years, the Democrats, their compatriots in the media, to say the least, they have attacked this president. They have gone after this president. They have said this president is an agent of a foreign country. Uh, they have done everything in their power in order to bring the president down. In fact, they impeached the president. Uh, and on and on it goes. Uh, every single thing about his family, his wife. I mean, uh, you know, how many magazine covers was uh, Melania Trump on? Well, I, I think it's like zero. I'm pretty sure maybe there's one I'm not aware of, but I'm pretty sure it's like zero. How many magazine covers will Dr. Jill Biden be on? A gazillion. Okay. And it's, and so people have seen this bias. They've seen it play out in real time. And that's why I was saying right before the break before that, you know, people are, they have wised up now to the political class. Because as I've said, and I've said on the captain's program as well, the real message out of this whole thing of the 2020 election, the real message is the political class is going to rule. And there's and and if you people, if you people out there, if you elect an outsider like Donald Trump, that is going to snap back so hard that you won't even know what day it is anymore. And that, to me, is what the what the real message out of this election is. Um, I don't think the election was a repudiation of Trump or all these kinds of stuff, but it was, in fact, an affirmation by the political class that the political class <laughs> is going is going to be in charge now. Um, and like it or lump it, uh, you're not going to get away from career politicians like Joe Biden. You're not going to get away from the John Kerry's and the Barack Obama's and the whole philosophy. And we're going to you know, we're going to get back in the Iran deal and we're going to stop being energy independent and we're going to get in the Paris Climate Accord and we're going to do all this stuff and 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 we're we're gonna it's 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 going to be a great day for china uh it's all this kinds of stuff and, and that's unfortunately kind of what we're saddled with because what biden is talking about here the idea time to turn the page time to unite time to heal well what does that typically mean in terms of a brand new presidency 
that typically means, hey, uh, we've got a new president. Uh, America voted. Uh, it's it, it's you know it's time to do the inauguration. It's time to you know um, uh, you know set up the new government. All this stuff, and everybody has the basic notion, the basic idea that hey we we, we want to be successful we we want the country to be strong we want there to be jobs we want there to be uh good access to the kinds of things that people need in their lives like health care all these kinds of stuff everybody wants that right everybody wants things to be good that's typically what it looks like when you have a brand new presidency but now but now because of what the democrats have done over the last four years it is so difficult for for uh, the a new president, whoever it is, whoever it would would have been, uh, to come in and say, "Okay, now time to heal, time to kind of forget about the fact that we did everything possible to bring the president down." Donald Trump never ever got the good wishes. He never ever got. In fact, Donald Trump from day one was declared to be an illegitimate president. He was an agent of Russia. Remember Keith Olbermann? Remember so many different TV people? He's an agent of Russia. That this is what's happening. Uh, you know, uh, we've been taken over. They they are the ones that uh, that you know Vladimir Putin picked the president, and then he went and even had a meeting with Vladimir Putin. Don't you see? Don't you see how he's he's uh, you know kowtowing to him now and and all this kind of stuff. Every single thing. And, well, you say, Kyle, this is all water under the bridge. Well, well, it is, but it's also the historical perspective of this, of this terminology of now it's time to turn the page, to unite, to heal. Americans want to turn the page. They want to unite. They want to heal. But for Joe Biden to say such a thing to the American people is... Um, you know, oh, well, he's the president now. And, and if you notice... If you notice, and I agree with the sentiment, I, I think we need to find a way to come together in this country, bury, bury the hatchet, all that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you that there are a lot of people out there who are going to say to themselves, well, they did everything. And, and, and by the way, it, how many people are, are out there, you know, coming across these things on TV? You know, here's Biden speaking or listening to some news broadcast or, hey, the inauguration's coming up or there's going to be, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they say to themselves, well, wait a minute. Well, Biden just, well, you know, didn't Biden call me a chump? Am, am I just a chump that, you know, I'm just one of the chumps? And that kind of stuff is very hard to get away from. Joe Biden didn't make a great case to believe that, well, okay, well, we did recounts. Oh, well, you did recounts. Oh, well, you did recounts. Well, if you recount the ballots that were brought in at four o'clock in the morning, you're going to get pretty much the same result. Uh, recounting is not, is not what we're talking about. It's never been talking about. What we've been talking about is validating whether or not the ballots are legitimate, where do they come from? What's the chain of custody? Um, using the pandemic as an excuse to mail everybody a ballot. Our own California Governor Newsom, the court has said he overstepped his bounds. He had no authority to send everybody a mail-in ballot. But, oh, too bad, so sad, it's already done. It's already, it's, the election's over. Whatever. Uh, oh, oh, I really, I did that? Oh, man, well... Okay, sorry, you know. See, people don't accept those kinds of things, and what it does is it sticks in their craw. 
And so it actually makes things worse. Joe Biden lecturing us about how everything is hunky-dory because they did recounts and blah, 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 isn't the kind of thing that makes everybody say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. But again, if the Democrats had been professional over the last four years and not crazy with their hair on fire, that message of healing and unity might be a little better. Kyle Warren. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi folks, this is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. Hello, my fellow Americans. It is time for we the people to free ourselves from political prison. I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When the Corona China virus was first introduced into the United States, leftist politicians like Governors Wichmer of Michigan, Crazy Cuomo of New York, Wolf of Pennsylvania, and the ultra-leftist Newsom of California enacted unconstitutional lockdowns, which turned out to be do-as-I-say-do-not-as-I-do orders. Restaurants, nail salons, and other small businesses, along with churches and synagogues, were ordered to cease operations. Even families have been told not to gather for holidays, and the awful World Health Organization has told Americans to stop hugging each other. Hmm. Either leftist politicians, rhinos, and the World Health Organization are insane, or we the people are, for allowing those hypocrites to use a Corona China virus to shut us down since Democrats like Wichmer, Newsom, and others have demonstrated that it's okay to go out to restaurants and gather. Thus, it is high time for us to demand our liberty and live our lives. So help us God. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through uh, this uh, Tuesday edition of the program. And thank you once again uh, for listening. It's great to spend some time uh, with you and talk about these uh, these different things. Um, okay, um, here's something from Newsmax. Uh, McLaughlin poll, majority see vote fraud it's national problem. Yeah, well, <laughs> you think it might be. Um, and meanwhile, while well, Joe Biden will tell us that all this was done on, you know, people were on the local volunteers and and everybody, you know, people know that this was this was all so secure and, and that kind of thing. That's basically the thrust of what he's talking about. Um, but yet we have all these affidavits of people who say this was squirrely. This was weird. Um, this never happened before. I was, uh, thrown out of the counting area. Um, you know, ballots coming in at four o'clock in the morning, basically all this stuff. And so we know something is there, right? But again, this notion that, well, just, you know, just, eh, just leave it alone. It's just, just. It's almost as if Biden is up there telling everybody in so many words, pretend about this. You just have to pretend about this. Whereas a a leader, okay, and I'll say this, and I'm not saying this just because I wasn't supporting Joe Biden to, uh, to be elected president, but any leader of integrity 
whomever it is, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's General MacArthur, whatever it's, if it's president, whomever, right? Any leader needs to have the gravitas, there's that word, gravitas to say, well, wait a minute, what really happened? Um, if it wasn't really real, if it wasn't legit, then I'm not really your president, right? They have to have, somebody has to have the gravitas to say that. Uh, I think you'd go down in history uh, in, in, the, in the most incredible way if you had a leader who said, wait a minute, something, if something went wrong, I, we need to know about it. That would be a movie plot right there, right? You know, uh, the man who would be president. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in a general way, you know, you want someone who's going to be have integrity and honesty no matter what, no matter even if it costs them the presidency. That would be a much greater um, uh, uh, demonstration of American morals and American uh, 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 integrity. That, my friends, would be the demonstration of that. But here's the deal. You've got a lot of people, and I think some of the TV people and all the stuff, they kind of know something was weird, you know, based on these things that we see. Now, of course, the courts and the judges haven't said so, but any reasonable person can look at these and hear the stories. And if you, like I did, and you watched a lot of these, uh, the, a lot of these um, uh, hearings for the states, and you heard the stories and you understood about the machines and how they worked and how they were connected to the Internet and how you could do a, what they call a man in the middle, um, you know, uh, hack, basically. And how you could manipulate the votes and how the machines were designed to, manip to manipulate the votes in the first place. All this stuff, you any any reasonable person, you don't have to be a government official or have a robe or any of that stuff to, to see something was weird. Okay, and I'll just leave it at that. Something was weird. And um, uh, again, um, to have uh, to have some people who simply say, well, doesn't matter. It, it, it came out the way we wanted it to. It, we won. We won. We got it. We, we, Trump's not going to be the president now. We've, we're going to install our own guy um, and uh, this kind of stuff. The Biden machine is going to be there. Um, you know, all the decisions are going to get made by the machine. And. So then it's just fine. So it doesn't matter if there was cheating, there was cheating. So what? That's what I think is demoralizing to the American people. Okay. And, but again, a, a real leader would say, no, wait a minute. It has to be 100% no doubt of what happened. And this is why Biden spent his times making uh, earlier, making remarks about, you know, it's time to turn to heal and all that. But, um, you know, um, the, the election was this and and Trump, uh, you know, the judges said it didn't work on the merits and and on it would go in order to, again to try to convince people and try to get them on board with all this kind of stuff. And I think when you have to explain too much, you know, then it's it's not so good because, um, again, uh, Biden should sit there. Why doesn't Biden look at the affidavits and then make it make a, a comment on it? Why doesn't he watch the video? And then make a comment on it. Well, of course, he's never going to do that. I know that. Um, but again, 
you know, a lot of people do watch this stuff and they, and they thought something, something was weird. Now, you know, again, earlier in the program, I said, look, it's slim to none. You know, President Trump has, I think, run out of runway at this point. Um, and uh, so he will live to fight another day. We all will live to fight another day. And now the Biden presidency, as it as it appears it will be, um, is something that that now will be scrutinized. Um, and unfortunately, but what my fear is, though, and I'll just say this really quick. My fear is, though, that the kinds of policies that we know Biden's going to come in and implement day one are going to be detrimental. They're, they're actually going to go a, a opposite direction of having the Middle East uh, simmer down and be a, a, a much uh, a, a much more stable region vis a vis Israel with other, all these different Arab states making peace with Israel. Um, all that's predicated on the Iran threat. Uh, but now if we boost up the Iran threat, basically, by jumping back into the Iran nuclear deal because it's John Kerry's thing now uh, or, you know, come back and, you know, the the whole John Kerry deal that was uh, made, um, that's going to that's going to make things go in the opposite direction. Uh, well, how do you know that? How do, how do you really know that? Well, I, I pretty much know that because, again, you know, if we continue to get Iran to feel like, hey, man, we, we can do almost anything we want now, uh, it's going to get worse in the Middle East. It's not going to get better um, in terms of standing up to China. Uh, that's going to get worse, not going to get better. Uh, the Hunter Biden story, we haven't even mentioned that yet, but that story has legs. That story is now after the suppression is now without the suppression evidently now started people going wait a minute there's there's something to this hunter biden thing even some reporters and that's saying a lot so you know we gotta so all these things are going to start happening um and not to mention of course the dynamic of the far left of the squad of the socialists and the you know so-called democrat socialists whatever that means and uh, that's going to get worse. So I don't know. Biden's going to have a really hard time of this. And again, the crushing weight of the presidency, uh, uh, aside from all of the predetermined sort of, you know, um, uh, prefab policies and all that stuff that they simply have to do because they're Democrats, all that aside, the crushing weight of the presidency with whatever event is, is on the horizon here. Um, because there's always an event. There's always something like that. There's always something happening. And it, that's why I call it the crushing weight. You know, can Biden weather all that? We just don't know. There's so many alter, uh, um, uh, variables here, right, that, would, um, that, that are going to weigh on this. Um, so now, okay, now I mentioned about the suppression of the Hunter Biden story. Well, that goes to this notion that, uh, of course, the Hunter Biden story was initially suppressed and made a difference, by the way, in the election. It made a palpable difference in the election. And now suddenly that story is getting some legs. So what does that mean now for these different platforms? Well, here's Alan Dershowitz real quick. Um, he was on WABC radio and he was talking about the idea of this essentially the hardest or the, the biggest question um, is of the 21st century, the, the having to do with the First Amendment is going to be whether or not these things like Twitter and Facebook, are they platforms or are they publishers? Let's listen to Alan Dershowitz. The one thing that has to change is Section 230, which gives these so-called platforms 
immunity from any kind of lawsuit. And it gave them the immunity because they're supposed to be just platforms. Anything goes. But now you have Google YouTube saying, no, we don't like people who tell us that the election may have been unfair. We're taking that down. And then Facebook says, we don't like this. And Twitter says, we don't like attacks on Hunter Biden. And once you act as a publisher, you're a publisher. Okay, stop right there, folks. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear more from Dershowitz and plus much, much more. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's plug-into e-cycling partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last week. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Show. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren the professor of politics. Yes, that's right. And folks, class is in session. And we are taking attendance on our virtual classroom today. (laughs) That's right. 
And uh, so if you're there, raise your hand so we can take attendance. <laughs> just, just kidding. All right, welcome back to the uh, program, everybody. So much more to tell you about as we continue to rock our way into the uh, final segment of the uh, program for this Tuesday edition. And uh, again, I'll be on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program later on this evening. Simply go to KyleWarrenShow.com for links to listen live. That's at 11 a, uh, 11.05 uh, p.m. Pacific Time. 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time, and we hope to see you there. Okay, so we were listening to some of Alan Dershowitz. Let's listen to a little bit more talking about this um, uh, platform versus publisher debate. And by the way, Rasmussen poll, a majority say the media buried lap- laptop to help Biden. This from Newsmax. More than half of likely voters believe news media outlets ignored a report in October that Hunter Biden's laptop computer was found to have emails incriminating him and his father in illicit foreign business deals and potential influence peddling to help the elder Biden's presidential campaign. Rasmussen poll released Tuesday found 52 percent believe the story was buried so as not to damage Joe Biden's presidential aspirations. Huh. Hmm. Really? <laughs> 32% said it was ignored because it was a partisan hit job. 17% weren't sure. 56% believe it is likely the elder Biden was consulted and perhaps profited from his son's business dealings in Ukraine and China, including 43% who believe it is very likely. That outnumbers the people surveyed who believe the connection is unlikely. That's 38% and 22% who consider it very unlikely. Uh, so yes, of course it was suppressed. That, but now it's not being suppressed. So evidently, it could start getting some legs. And this is gonna. You watch. This will have an impact. I think, and I'm just gonna go out on a limb here. This will have an impact on 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 uh, on, on a President Biden. Uh, because if it starts looking pretty bad, um, then who knows. Uh, depending on how it starts really playing, it can hit a critical mass and, and it would the very least would damage his presidency. Um, and at the and at the extreme end of the spectrum uh, may be that, uh, um, you know, it would be bad enough where he'd step aside or have to step aside or something uh, like that uh, so that Kamala Harris suddenly becomes president. Um, and of course, we, we know we, all through the campaign, every, this was common, commonly spoken about the idea that would Biden, um, you know, serve a, a portion of the term and then have to step aside because of health reasons. For example, uh, we know that Biden suffers from something that is pretty debilitating. Um, we know that uh, and we've seen all the evidence of that, the slurring of the words, the 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 cadence as he walks, uh, all the different things, the um, some of these different um, uh, manifestations of, of whatever it is. Some have called it Parkinson's, others called it dementia. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But I know something's weird and wrong um, with Joe Biden just based on his behavior and how he walks and talks and and does these things um something has changed over over uh, time but also over a very short period of time now and it's again we take no joy in that that's not a a funny thing or or anything like that it is a very 
serious thing. That's why I'm talking about the crushing weight of the presidency. Is that something that he can take? Is that something that is that he's going to be able to weather and make the kinds of decisions when something happens to our country and collectively the American people are looking to the, their president in order to do something, save them, protect them, whatever the case may be, is Biden going to be able to stand up at that time? Is he going to be able to do his job? And this was all glossed over. It doesn't matter during the thing because why? It was about getting Trump. No no different than any of the Supreme Court hearings or any of the other stuff. Why? It's just get Trump. How about weakening our nation in front of, in front of the entire world by calling our president an agent of russia well that you know that can empower our foes it can make people think and our our very substantial foes who might believe well america is weak it's distracted now we'll make our move we're going to do this we're going to do that america won't have the fortitude to come and do anything right now they're too busy arguing with each other about their president's an agent of russia and all this kind of stuff for shame upon those who continued lies like that for shame and it's all because of politics. And they're sitting there thinking, we're just sitting pretty. Everything's okay. The world can't go to hell in a handbasket too quickly. We'll all be fine. But anybody who's lived long enough knows the answer to that question. The world can go to hell in a handbasket pretty darn fast. And when you do everything in order to tear it all down, it's bad stuff. Okay, so let's hear a little bit. I think... Um, uh, let's hear if Alan Dershowitz is finishing up his thought there. Let's let's listen in. You know what it means. I mean, you are a publisher. Um, you can be sued because you're a publisher. But they're platforms, and they can't be platforms and at the same time act like publishers. They should have to check a box. You're going to be a platform, no censorship. If you're not going to be a platform, you don't get immunity. But you can't both have censorship and get immunity at the same time. That's just not fair and not right. So there's Helen Dershowitz, one of my favorite, favorite people in the world, um, because he's uh, he's reasonable. Uh, he's he's smart. He knows what he's talking about. And I'll tell you this much. Yes, I know Alan Dershowitz and I probably wouldn't vote for the same person, per se. But here's the deal. Alan Dershowitz and I and Alan Dershowitz and many other reasonable people could have dinner together, uh, not in California because we can't dine out, but we so let's say we're in Florida and we can have dinner together. Um, then uh, we'd have a dinner and we'd, we'd talk about politics and I'm sure I'd learn a lot from Alan Dershowitz. And at the end of the dinner, you'd shake hands or do a, a air fist bump or something because of COVID, but, but you essentially, you, you'd, you'd part as friends. And and you'd say, I, I'm looking forward to the next time I can see you, Alan Dershowitz, uh, to have a dinner or something and talk about the, the latest developments, stuff like that. And that's how we have unity in this country, by the way. If Joe Biden's listening. I don't I know he's not. But <laughs> let's just say any of the Biden people listening. See, that's how you have unity in this country is being able to to have the differences without it becoming nope nope sorry we have to destroy you now and and you know this is not productive but uh what alan dershowitz is talking about here i kind of got off the track there because again alan dershowitz and i probably aren't going to vote for the same person 
but we're both Americans and we can, and we can talk about things and be passionate about it. And, and, but at the same time, I think be able to be friendly, just like you see Alan Dershowitz be friendly with Sean Hannity and others, you know, it's all, it's all good. But the far left in this country, by the way, they, they don't want that. See, that's verboten. That's why Alan Dershowitz was, was uh, almost canceled, basically, because he came out in terms of the civil liberties, civil liberties that he thought President Trump was being denied, especially during impeachment. And so that's the mark, like I was talking about real leaders who want the actual truth. Well, that's the mark of an actual patriot. That's the mark of an actual, um, uh, uh, you know, a legitimate political thinker who has their their principles and says, well, I'm not I didn't vote for Trump. I wouldn't vote for Trump. But they're denying him his civil liberties, basically. And by saying that he got disinvited to the parties in the Hamptons and stuff like that. You know, I mean, this because they're playing for all the marbles, you see. So we need more people like Alan Dershowitz, you know, obviously. And, uh, you know, but again, but getting back to what he's talking about, the platforms versus the publishers. Well, right. Of course, it's not fair. You can't have publishers that are are saying that they're a platform, but then censoring certain speech and supporting another candidate, whether or not they're in, in some cases, individuals actually writing checks but but at the same time, though, as a platform, um, giving in-kind donations and and out and out help to the candidate, then you're a publisher then. And, and that's fine. Be a publisher. But it, as Dershowitz is talking about, you can be a publisher, but understand that you don't have the immunity that you're seeking as a platform um, so that it, it, in, in other words, you can't have it both ways. You can't hide behind the 230 shield, basically, and say, oh, can't touch us, can't touch us, we got the immunity, but you can't, and you're the New York Post, or you can't publish the Biden story. Oh, and you're the uh, White House press secretary, you can't publish that, we'll, we'll cut your account off, uh, and, and on it goes, oh, but oh, but we got immunity, and uh, see, because we're above it, we're not publishers. Well, you've acted as a de facto publisher, and that, my friends, is part of the law as well, is from my limited understanding of things but that is something that is going to be a big big question and it should be it should be a big question um and people have to know that if they have either they have a voice or they don't and in a free society either have a voice or you don't and and i understand about you don't yell fire in a crowded movie house i get that we we understand what those kinds of limitations, public safety and those kinds of things have to do. But you should be able to go out there and say there was election fraud. You should be able to go out there and say um, any cockamamie story that you could ever come up with. You should be able to say people should make their own decisions. And that's what I think the real problem between the publisher versus platform thing is. Okay, folks, thanks once again for listening to the program today. Really means a lot to me. And we will see you on the radio tonight and right back here tomorrow. Take care. You're listening to Kyle Warren.